RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Happy Victory Tuesday to everybody. Our Buccaneers figure out a way to get it done last night. Uh, if you got a chance to stay up, hopefully you did. Uh, Buccaneers are 6-2. and two. Um, If you say as far as being the front runner for a Super Bowl in the NFC, listen, with especially the way this season's going, don't waste your breath because things change by the minute, it seems like. With COVID and injuries, and look at the San Francisco 49ers. Two weeks ago, they look different than they do now when they have every single one of their top players hurt. Um, you know, we don't look the same without Chris Godwin. When we have Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, we're going to be a completely different team. So to say that they're the front runner for the Super Bowl right now is a little premature, we'll say. Um, we finished, we figured out a way to win yesterday to beat the Giants 25 to 23. And if you look at the game and you watch the game, it sure seems like the Giants came out with more fire. There's no doubt. The Giants, who aren't a terrible football team, you know, they've lost a few games real close. They haven't figured out how to close games yet. But uh, Bruce Arians said after the game that uh, we didn't find energy soon enough. You know, and that's easy to say that you, you need to have energy, but you got to think these are different times. You got to, you know, you're driving around the streets in New York with nobody on the streets, and you get to a stadium with nobody in the stadium. You start playing football with nobody cheering. It's not quite that easy to come out of there hyped. You know, I used to be hyped up coming out of the, you know, when you get introduced. I don't even know if they even introduce the teams anymore. Why would they even do that? I guess they do. Why? I don't know. Well, there's still a few people in there. Not in New York, though. So they have to figure out a way to muster up energy early in those games because New York Giants clearly were more hyped up than the Buccaneers were in the first half all around. Now, breaking down that game, I've said this. If you listen to this podcast on a regular, uh, I, I don't do homerism bullshit, okay? I've got to try to tell you the way it is. And there's sometimes in wins where I'm not impressed. And there's sometimes in losses where I'm like, they didn't play that bad. And that's the way football is. Because if you play a certain way, you'll win more games than not. Um, the Bucks won't win more games than not if they play like they did yesterday. Because you know what will happen? This week, if we play the exact same way defensively, Drew Brees will score 45 points. You could mark that up because Daniel Jones missed four balls that were, if he was on, would have scored about 21 more points easily. The Bucks' pass rush wasn't where it had been. Um, he had too much time to be comfortable. And there was guys wide open streaking down the middle of the field at Danny Dimes, and I, I call him Danny Pennies. Because he hasn't established anything yet. Uh, him and Matty Ice should give back their nicknames because they don't need them. But Danny Penny's left a lot on that field. The interception that he threw, first of all, both interceptions that he threw looked like who? Can anybody yell a name out? Who did it look like? If you're yelling, Jameis, correct. Before the end of that game, I said to myself, damn, he reminds me of Jameis. He can look brilliant. And then. Where you get yourself in trouble 
is when I'm sitting on my lazy boy chair, which is why I'm when I'm watching all the football games. And the second you cock your hand, I go, don't do it. Danny Dimes does that. Jameis does that. Tom Brady does not do that. Eli Manning did not do that. Some other, like Patrick Mahomes may be the one guy where he leaves his hand and you go, whoa, and he figures it out because he's got a little, he got a little magic in him, no doubt. But when you're getting tugged down in the NFL, don't throw the ball. Jameis did it. Danny, Danny Jones, Daniel Jones does it. And it equated to two interceptions yesterday that at the time where he threw the first interception, uh, I believe it was um, Carlton Davis early in the second half. That was a turning point of the game, period. Take a sack and punt the ball. Your defense is playing well. You didn't even give up a touchdown in the first half, and you're going to give him a short field with Tom Brady on the other side. Can't do it. You can't do it. But, you know, looking at this team offensively, Buccaneers-wise, we're one thing away from being an over, a, a, a team that's going to be hard to deal with. I'm, I'm expecting Antonio Brown to come and participate. I'm expecting Chris Godwin to come back. Nobody can say that we really have a deficiency in wide receiver. We probably have one of the best core if they come back healthy. Gronk is doing enough, although, you know, you can see more. More would be better. Although, I don't know if he's going to be the focal point this time in his career. Brate's putting a little sprinkling of this and that, although, you know, it's, it's not overly impressive. If the Bucks could find a special runner, and when I mean a special runner, it doesn't mean Emmett Smith, okay? Because I don't think Emmett Smith in, even exists anymore. If they can find a guy who can be special out of the backfield, who can run the ball. You know, we're not great up the middle. We're more of a sideline-to-sideline type running team. So we're about speed. Run the ball on the outskirts. And here's the most important thing to me. When you catch the ball on dump-offs, our running backs get tackled. When you dump Rojo the ball, he doesn't really make anybody miss. Neither does Leonard Fournette. Fournette has good hands. He's not all that, you know, elusive. The big guy, he'll run over somebody, but... What happens when Alvin Kamara gets the ball in open field? He's a special player. Even Elaire from Kansas City. But I'm thinking of like Darren Sproles from back in the day. Shady McCoy when he was younger. We don't have that. Because teams are figuring out Tom Brady a little bit. Because the Giants defense confused Tom Brady yesterday. A few times. And actually the, the couple sacks that the Giants got, you could almost put on Tom Brady for being confused in the secondary. and. They're figuring out tendencies with Brady. Brady's played enough with the Buccaneers now where there's tendencies and defensive coordinators are going to check things out. And they're going to say, well, let's play this here and let's try to fool him here. So he got fooled a couple times. And 40 passes, throwing 40 passes and getting 275 yards passing is not overly efficient to me. It's not good enough. It's too many times dropping back, taking chances with the ball and not getting enough for it. If you throw the ball 40 times, I want my quarterback to have 350 yards. Or throw the ball 30 times and run the hell out of it. That works as well. You know, this is the first time the Bucs didn't have a touchdown in the first half. So it was a little bit, it was a little bit off. And, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But if the things you want to take out of that game that you think can be lasting, the Giants won the line of scrimmage, I believe, on both sides of the ball. We didn't really, you saw the Giants offensive line pushing the Bucks defensive line, which I haven't seen in quite a while. 
the Giants weren't good enough to just line up and smash it down their face, but they were still winning the line of scrimmage. I think the Bucks missed Vita Vea. I think they missed him a little bit. The kid McClendon that took, a, took over for him uh, had a good game last week. This week didn't hear his name quite as much, but I'm seeing us get pushed back a little bit, a little bit. And 24 first downs for the Giants, it's not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough against a lesser team that really that's not their thing. And this Bucks defense giving up it's just too many yards to young, unestablished quarterbacks. Herbert lit us up. You know, Daniel Jones got after us a little bit. Great defenses. The Buccaneer defenses, late 90s, early 2000s, light Daniel Jones' ass up, and they got to scrape him off that turf. We didn't put him on it enough. We didn't put it on him enough. Not even close for me. We're not quite where we think we are defensively. I think we're good. I don't think we're great yet. There's been a few games in between great games where you're like, ooh, yeah, we won despite doing this, 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 and this. And there was a lot of people getting behind our DBs, a lot. And that's a lot to do with our blitzing scheme and our pass rush as well. So that confuses me and that, you know, it makes me a little concerned, okay? It's good for us that, you know, Daniel Jones was off. We, we're, we're lucky. We really, we really were. But, you know, looking at us offensively, Bray putting a little something. I saw probably that, that lowering your head uh, penalty that Bray got against the defense is probably the worst call I've ever seen. So if a defender is running at you with his helmet down, how are you going to stop a defender without using your helmet? Try it. Try it one. Stick your chest in somebody's helmet one day and see how that turns out. It's the worst call I've ever seen. You can't tackle with your helmet on a tight end that's bearing down on you. We're ruining the game of football, seriously. Now, defensively, we did some good things. I'm seeing Todd Bowles' scheme getting a little bit more elaborate as we go. I saw a beautiful play by Devin White, who fake blitz, came back on a stunt, got a nice, uh, got a nice sack on that. Uh, both the interceptions were due to, you know, good pass rushes up front. Um, you know, Devin White has four sacks in the last two weeks. I don't remember the last time a middle linebacker for the Buccaneers had four sacks in a year. So that tells you something about, you know, Todd Bowles' scheme. Now, once again, if you let people get behind you against the Saints, Drew Brees is going to eat your ass up because it's not about having a big arm. There was a couple of guys that were open within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, and if the quarterback saw him, it was done deal. You only have to throw it, throw it 25 yards for it to be a touchdown. And, and Daniel Jones didn't see it. I would be worried about that. The Saints are seeing it. And if anybody can scheme somebody open, it's Sean Payton. And we have Alvin, Alvin Kamara to, to worry about. Now, if Michael Thomas comes back, I don't know. They're playing Sunday night. It gives them a little bit of extra time to, to get back. But JPP said he was going to go there and kill people. Did a little bit. He made some hustle plays. Saved the touchdown on a hustle play. The one thing people can't say about JP is that he doesn't go hard. Now, he needed to be, you know, he needed to be tapping his helmet a little bit towards the end of that game because, especially in the last drive, two minute, he was gassed. And that's when having a little bit more depth defensively helps. So we might, you know, need to get one more person into the mix rushing defensively to spell some of these guys. And, you know, when you get back to the end of the game, you know, the Giants scored that one down the middle of the field. Murphy Bunting maybe have misjudged the ball a little bit, but the ball was thrown perfectly by Daniel Jones. 
And my opinion on the last play of the game uh, by Antoine Winfield was uh, great play call, terrible read by Daniel Jones. You threw the ball a second late, and when you threw it, it was a terrible throw. Is it pass interference? Almost, up to me, not even close. Antoine Winfield got to the receiver at the same time the ball did and really didn't raise his arms up till he got there. That ball wasn't going to be completed regardless, okay? So, no, that wasn't pass interference. Anybody says it was, you're a Giants fan or you lost money or both. Now, if anybody wants to email me, it's Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I got this from Tom Posse from St. Augustine. He says, a long-time listener of the Ron and Ian Show. We appreciate you. Um, if we have a weak spot on defense, where would it be? Uh, just when he really wants to win a Super Bowl. Uh, like, he, he's obviously he obviously said he's scared of Mahomes. Why wouldn't you be scared of Mahomes? Um, and he said he's scared of Breeze as well. Um, let me say this, uh, Tom. Don't worry about Mahomes yet, okay? We're a long way from Mahomes. If we get to Mahomes, that means uh, we've taken care of a lot because we still have some deficiencies. But the good thing is, give me an NFC team that doesn't have gross deficiencies. The Packers are deficient as hell. And you know what? The Seahawks can play defense. We probably have the fewer, we have probably have fewer deficiencies than those other two teams. Maybe not as explosive, but defensively, sure enough, we play better. And then in, in, in the NFC East, you're not, we're not going to do that. We're not going to bring that up because whoever wins that division is just going to host a bludgeoning of themselves. Awful football. Really, really awful football. The Eagles <laughs> look like world beaters and they suck. Okay? Hey, listen, we've been there, done that. We're, we're Buccaneer fans, so maybe we shouldn't throw stones because... It's been a long time since we've been 6-2, and two, so enjoy. If you're a new Buck fan, maybe you're our, our lucky, uh, lucky charm, so thank you for jumping on board. But once again, if anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com, and uh, it's, it's, it's fun to jump on air and talk about our Buccaneers doing wonderful things, but you always have to look at things objectively. It's just not, yeah, we won 6-2, and two, yeah. that's not our goal. Goal's not being 6-2. and two. Goal's to win the South goal is to get right before the playoffs and the goal is to take care of all your issues before the playoffs and this team has been kind of up and down but a sign of a good team or sometimes a great team is figuring out ways to win when you don't play that great the Bucks didn't play that great yesterday and they still won they beat the crap out of the Raiders pretty good team beat the crap out of the Packers pretty good team we can play up or down yesterday we played more down but I would give more credit to the Giants than say that the Buccaneers weren't ready. I think the Giants are ready to fight in their home, so you got to give them credit for that, and uh, you know that's good for them. I, I was I was never one to give up, regardless of our record. Anyways, once again, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. If you want to email and make sure you're listening to Ron and Ian Show Monday through Friday, three to seven. Everybody have a wonderful week, and I'll be back next week. Hopefully, victory Monday. That game is going to be Sunday night, and uh, it's against the Saints. Not going to be quite that easy. But uh, you got to feel good about yourself. Everybody have a wonderful week and enjoy this fabulous weather. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.
I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>